0: Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. This is a podcast in which we take a big, giant topics and break them down into much more manageable bite-sized chunks. We take what we've read, what we've experienced, and try to translate it over to the folks who are listening and hopefully a meaningful way. So this week's episode, we have decided to bring back, I think we've sort of touched on this one every now and again, Rod, but we want to really dive into the concept of flow. What is it? How do you find it? How will you know that you have found it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the things we love to talk about. It's all about flow today. Rod, what would you add into the mix?
1: Yeah, I hope that we get into the flow and I hope we I'll try not to use that term in a pun kind of way throughout this episode. <laughs> I feel it like
0: coming. I feel it like coming, Rod.
1: <laughs> but uh yes, this is a, actually a really important topic that is is in so many different um people's thinking around how to to bring more happiness in our lives. Yeah. Um But first, I would like to pause and recognize that this week was a big week for our uh, podcast. Um, Not that this happens to be our 25th episode, but... uh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. You took the leap of uh, posting on LinkedIn uh, to your network, the link to our podcast, which was, um, I think, very um, in line with our discussion around perfectionism last week and worrying about what other people think uh, yes. because i i know it took us a while to actually be should we tell people we're doing a podcast i don't know <laughs> uh, what are they going to think so th- thank you for taking the leap for us way to go leslie
0: thanks ron i had to i had to attack my like inner perfectionist gremlin my that little gremlin voice i really had to <clears throat> Wrestle it to the ground to do that. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, you always these things I think we worry about what people will think. You know, will people like it? So, I'm going to just have to say, according to LinkedIn, more people liked it when you posted the message (laughs) than they liked (laughs) when I shared it afterwards. Oh, the feeling of unfulfilled something or other. I don't know. Uh, Oh.
0: Now I feel guilty. How are we going to start? See guys, this is how our topics arise because it is truly what we are living in the exact moment. And I think, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous even about today knowing that we have new folks joining us. We're super glad you're here. Welcome. Thrilled. Thrilled that you're listening. Uh, But I am. I have a little nervous uh, tummy tickle today. So I think it's good we're talking about flow because I think it'll help us both kind of get away from our nervous tummy tickles. You probably describe it differently for you, Rod, I'm guessing, but for me, it's a (laughs) nervous tummy tickle, and I just want to get into the flow. I just want to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's jump right in. Let me start with a definition. So um, flow was a concept that was, and the term was developed by a guy named Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, and he's uh actually he's I looked him up he's the age of my dad so he's really old he's in his 80s now and he started doing this work in the 70s and the work that he was looking into was happiness like when what or it's actually how people experience them their lives mm-hmm. and um his book if you i mean you can find his book in the library and it's it sells still frequently now you just have to search for flow and it's a uh, really interesting stuff for the concept but also in a little bit how it's written it's written like it's from the 70s so he talks a lot about psych uh, psychic energy when he i think he's talking about cognitive focus or something but anyways uh so the flow we might use different
0: words today
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um and and also the i read the book and it's one of these books that's just really hard to read and i think that that probably got in the way of people using the concept for a decade or two no. because they, you, it just it was difficult to follow the concepts but it's really good so let me describe what it is it's it's like people use the term about being in the zone so yeah. I, I, leslie is there ever a time when you are doing something where you're absorbed in the task and you lose track of time
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious example for me is when I'm with my cello, right? And it's not like every practice is like that, but there are some practices where I'm so in it, I look up and an hour has passed and I don't even know, right? And, uh, you know, you're working on stuff, you're figuring stuff out, and it's just so, um, it keeps all of my attention when when I'm in that place, when I'm in that state, it has all of my attention. There's nothing that would distract me from it, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's the best way to, to start thinking about like those moments. And uh, when I get into more of the de- description, you'll see how elements of what you're doing in that moment really kind of line up to this concept. Mm. So it's, it's a mental state in which a person, and I'm reading directly from Wikipedia here, uh, which is a person performing some activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized, focus, full involvement, and enjoyment in the process of the activity so it's you're completely cool. absorbed in what you're doing
0: the, yeah i that's i think like my lived experience of it is exactly that so that mm-hmm. makes sense to me
1: so so michaeli chicks Sent when he did his research he was he was basically he surveyed people's experience during the day he had in the 70s it was like he gave people a an alarm that would go off like a electronic watch which was the neat technology at the time it would beep randomly through the day and they would have to write down what they were doing at that time how they were feeling level of happiness level of self-esteem level of etc etc and uh then in the 80s it was like a pager people got and probably they're still doing the study now and of course it's likely on a smartphone and it's, it's yes. much easier to do but he taking all the data um and high vol, like uh they talk about the 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 number of reports that they would bring in to get a picture of what people are doing and when they're feeling happy and and at the time it was it was countering some things that were were generally accepted as what's related to happiness were things like uh rest relaxation um watching tv uh you know if i were to say to you what would you like to do right now what you might say could be oh i just want to do nothing Uh, but they weren't when people assess that that wasn't the moments when they were most happy and most fulfilled. It was actually and for many people is when they were working, whether it was paid interesting work or it was like hobbies or right
0: right right yeah, but doing, doing something, something engaged doing in something. some act yes yeah yeah,
1: and so then when he explored into it more, then there became certain characteristics of that experience, and so one is the intense focus concentration in the on the mm-hmm. present moment like what you're doing at that time is what's absorbing your attention it there's some relation of action to to so it's um, to a certain extent it can be a mental exercise like reflecting upon something but there's actually a connection to right. action of what you're doing and creation there's a loss of self reflective self-consciousness so you lose this you're absorbed in it and you're not necessarily ruminating about anything or so my little inner time.
0: perfectionist is like uh, out of the picture which again i think is true to my lived experience is that true to your yes. lived experience like i'm not i'm not self-critiquing when that is happening yes yeah and i would that's say so or you're
1: there's you're doing it in a different way and this this doesn't say this but i'm tell, like it's the there is a feedback loop to action connection which is very strong so you are right. able to see what you're doing, is it what you were like, you get feedback on it immediately and you can course correct. So so if you're playing and you make a wrong note, uh, when you're in that state of flow, you, you're aware of it, but you're not, it's not like you then go off and ruminate about it. It just becomes right. part of right. being immersed in right. the action.
0: You sort of learn from it and move on, right? Like you, yes. you go, oh, okay, there it is. Uh, and onward we go, yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense to me.
1: And it and it's the experience in the activity which is rewarding is is a way to think about it. Right. So the um, other elements here is is it's the connection to which the 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 demand of the task is high or but very importantly it relates to your skill level. So if right. so right. for example if you're asked to perform something that's beyond your skill level, this, gets, you get into an area of more self-awareness, anxious, like it's more veers into stress when the, the demand is yeah. higher than your skill level. Inverse, like opposite is, if the demand is much lower than your skill level, you air, it goes towards boredom, kind of, you know. Wow, so engaged.
0: there's really like a sweet spot. There's a flow sweet yes. spot um, yes. that you're talking about, right?
1: yes definitely
0: interesting
1: and so the this concept has been used in um many like pretty much um, i when i think of the different like positive psychology happiness research they always talk about this yeah fundamental um so i I thought about talking about this again a a couple episodes ago when we were Talking about um, happiness, like positive psychology. We were talking mm-hmm. about optimism and pessimism. And right. Because there in that research it said, well, you know, uh, like happiness, there's a couple of ways that we are happy. One is just our demeanor, like a kind of our mood. Right. Another is when what we're doing is serving, serving a larger purpose. If we feel like at what we're, you know, whether it's work or hobby or volunteer is like serving a greater purpose, that brings us fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And then it, they talked about again in the in our day to day experience, how much are we having these moments of flow is a indicator of if you were to step back in your life and say, like, OK, objectively, am I having happiness in my life? It's you would have to, you'd ask yourself is how many moments of this of flow am I having during the week?
0: Cause That's so cool. Because you know what I think, honestly, as I hear you talk about all of this, I think there's the micro and now I'm, j- I'm truly just taking what you're saying and extrapolating. So this is the mm-hmm. Leslie view, not anywhere else. But like, I feel like there are tactical components of flow, like day to day, like I said, sat at my cello, I have this experience of flow cooking something in my kitchen where I'm trying to recreate Mm -hmm. one of my mom's recipes, that's another time where I might experience flow. And then I feel like there's an additive nature. I think that's what you're getting at. There's an additive nature when you have all these moments of flow that create a meta experience of flow, like a bigger experience of Mm. flow. And that's, I think, where sort of longer happiness, longer term happiness is kind of born. It's, it's in the additive nature of all of these smaller flow moments. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Does that Interesting. make
1: sense? Yeah. Let me take that in. I, so it's like the, is another way to, to say that is, um, at the end of the day, like was, was today a good day? Was this week a good week? And there's all these different kind of moments that we have, positive yeah. and negative, and like to be an engineer for a moment, a way to to do it is to add it all up. Like, how many did we have more moments of this happiness, positive experience than we did had negative? Yeah, gives you an overall sense of uh, what your experience is. Yeah, I think. I think so. I, I think they talk about flow as in the moment. So the aggregate, I haven't, I haven't seen them talk about an aggregate, but I agree with you. And I, I'm, I'm thinking as I'm talking here, so it's coming together as. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Don't worry, we're so in the
0: same place together. Yes.
1: The, uh, but from the concept of thinking, the more that you have together, it combines to an overall feeling of uh, that. Sort what of you're general experiencing well-being in your day to day is like, and hap- yeah. connectedness and it like all
0: of that, right? it
1: Does yes, it does sum mm. up in that way.
0: Okay, so, so let's agree. talk. So if that's what it is, how do we talk about how to find it? How to if I don't feel like in my life right now I'm having these moments of flow? What
1: mm-hmm. can we
0: do? Do you think to find mm, these great moments? Question. Yeah, no, because I think that's the that's the secret sauce. I think unless you know you're looking for flow, you may not. It you may have the moments and they may just pass you by. So maybe step mm-hmm. one is just watch out for the moments where you're yeah. just really in it, like whatever you're doing, you're in it. And it it yeah. may be thirty seconds, it it may be yeah. thirty minutes, but look for those moments where you're having that. Ah, that's yeah. what it feels like to me. It feels like a big exhalation. Like my yeah. breath actually changes when I feel like I'm in flow. You yeah. know, it, it sort of slows down. I'm able to be more focused. Um, like it, it's it's just a totally different experience of the world, mm-hmm. I think, when you're in it. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, there, so there it, are
0: noticing your breath.
1: Yeah. So let me, uh, there are a few things, I think. Um, since you've asked that question, one is, it does. Y- you you need time in this zone, time in the flow zone. Um, yep. And so, the first one question is: is how are we spending our time during the day? Is mm. all these little interruptions, um, yes. get in the way of enabling us to get into into flow? So it, it, I mean, like checking our cell phones. Uh, pings from people uh, watching, doing, trying to do two things at once. Like the
0: back to back 30 minute meeting hamster wheel, I think is a bit of a flow killer when you're context switching every 30 minutes. For sure. For sure. It
1: totally is. I think the other thing is, this is going to maybe be a weird example is recognize that actually, if you're in that moment and you lose track of time, it's a good thing. And because in I I can remember so my early career when I was working when our kids were young. Um, this would always happen to me is that I would be like, okay, I'm gonna I got to get some work done before I got to go and get the kids from daycare. I would get into it, I would feel I'd be feeling really good, and then I realize I've lost track of time and I'm late and I'm <gasps> running and then the guilt and then it's like so in all these moments, I was all these actually where i should have been saying to myself you know give myself a break it's okay actually i was giving myself a a good moment for the day i ended up thinking i was the guilt of losing track of time so i would say one is recognize when it happens yeah that it's actually a a good thing uh if that happened to you so set yourself a timer if you don't want to forget you know like give yourself other ways to to keep your commitments to your kids left at daycare so they're not the last ones there (laughs) But uh...
0: <laughs> My mom ran a daycare and I always felt for the kids who were the last ones to be picked. I mean, my mom loved the kids in her care, but I did. I always felt for those kids. I get it. I get it. Yeah.
1: So the. <laughs> the but uh... I love the
0: idea of setting an alarm. And I've done that with me mu- when in the before yeah. times when we used to be able to get together and play quartets and stuff. If I knew I had to leave at a certain time, I would set a timer Otherwise, I would be sitting and checking my wa- my clock, I won't say my watch because I don't wear one anymore, but I would be checking my phone every 15 minutes to just make sure. And, and then if I were to do that, I'd just be bringing myself out of the flow every 15 exactly. minutes or however frequently I felt like I needed to check my watch. So I think a timer when you know you're heading into something that you love and puts you into this, if you know how to find this state and you're already experiencing it, that is a great way to... Yeah. make sure you can stay in it for as long as you possibly can
1: yeah definitely the um, so the there's you know the, you've heard of design thinking there's this yeah. group out of Stanford I may have mentioned this before the group out of Stanford who developed the design thinking approach at some point they they're like we're, we're gonna develop an approach for people to design their lives to be more fulfilling and happy and cool. and I either got the book from the library or or I might even have it. So I read the book and it's based around actually going through this process, uh, the design thinking process, but really looking for how do you design moments moments of flow in your life? Which is like, so then it asks about things that obviously that you, what are you good at? What do you like doing? Like all of these things are important to know. Um, And then it's about structuring your time and your day and, and really making an effort to, to allow yourself space to be able to get into these moments of focus. Um, and and so, which people wouldn't, without knowing this concept, you wouldn't necessarily, if you were to tell somebody like, okay, try to make your day more fulfilling, right. they wouldn't necessarily say, oh, well, what I need to do is I need to get time to work right? You know, or, or a hobby or whatever. But that's essentially... That's, so that's the other big concept here is like essentially that's this is don't shy away from these moments of getting into doing something.
0: And I like the idea as well of what you said, Rod, in the notion of we have to architect it ourselves, right? Like we have to we own this concept for ourselves. We are in charge of Making this happen in our lives, and I like that. I like the I like the notion that we can control those moments of flow. We can make sure that we have time in our day to make sure that happens. And again, right now, especially for parents with young kids and all the crazy with COVID and all that, it may be thirty seconds. It may be three minutes. If it's thirty minutes, huzzah! But finding those little pockets, I mm-hmm. think, is just such an important. Thing. It's like recharging your own battery, you know, it's as though yeah. it's, it's our way of plugging in. And I, I love, I always love the whole notion of, um, you know, if you're going to practice compassion, you have to practice self-compassion first. If yes. you want to have moments of flow with your family, with your friends, with your loved one, with your loved ones, you really, I think, have got to figure out how to make it manifest for you first, and then mm-hmm. you can help create those moments with other people.
1: hmm Yeah. And uh, I I I think so. And in fact, we've always well, I say we've always in the last number of years. As I think, when laptops were invented, and we took our work home with us, (laughs) from that point on, or it really accelerated the whole like talking about work life balance and 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 this you know this thing that each individual we have to really push for it ourselves and define it for ourselves and uh, just that like it i so i fully agree like this that we need to look out for these things and design our day-to-day uh with this in mind like incorporating mm-hmm. this
0: mm-hmm. and again it's it's worth it it may feel at first like it's impossible to find that time in your day but that meta experience of being in the flow. Sometimes people call it serendipity where all of a sudden things start working out and all of a sudden the meeting that you thought was going to be horrible turns out to be okay. And, you know, you thought you were going to have a fight at home and everyone mm-hmm. actually all worked it out. Those those moments of flow, I think, sort of seep into us in different ways and have longer term and bigger benefits because we're the Mm -hmm. ones changing inside. It's not like anybody else in that meeting has changed. It's not like anybody else in the family has necessarily changed but because Mm -hmm. we're finding those moments for ourselves, we can make changes happen. Subtle Mm -hmm. changes that make the overall experience for everybody better, I think.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: I love this experience of flow. I really do. Like, I, I, I think of times when I've had it and times when it's been in the bigger, like in a in a bigger way in my life, like where I've been having little pockets of it, then all of a sudden a big flow experience kind of shows up and it is just so rewarding. And it just, it just makes me so happy when it happens, you know, it's just such a, a feeling and not happy, like giddy necessarily happy, like content, you know, like content, truly just happy in my being happy in my life. It's a contentment play to me, for me.
1: Yeah. I, um, one of the first, uh, oh, I don't know if you can hear background noise, but one of my cats is tacking something over. there. <laughs> Hi kitty cat. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the first time I heard this concept, Kitty it was, cat's it in was the a... flow.
0: Kitty cat's chasing <laughs> the toy. Cats are <laughs> awesome. At, cats and dogs are awesome at being in the flow. Also, if you don't know how to, if you think you don't know how to do it, Watch your cat or your dog play; they are in the flow, one hundred percent. Sorry, Rod, go go back, go back to what you were gonna say.
1: (laughs) Well, I was just gonna. The first time I heard about this concept was when I was doing was at school, and my the professor I was working with, he was telling me about this from a like a team uh, building perspective or a team perspective, and his idea was. So this was way back. Friends was still a, a TV series, and his idea was to to study it was like maybe we could get people together and they could like develop a storyline for a friend's episode um, like you know fans so it'd have to be fans of, so then what were the requirements well people would have to know the show really well know the characters. Right. So they'd have you'd have to have these like competencies and skill sets to be able to perform and um, the other interesting thing and the reason I thought to share this is that it was about doing it with others so it's not yeah. that every flow state has to be with somebody else, but a lot of time, like as I think about it now, many of those times are with other people as you're feeding off each yeah. other and being creative. And, yeah. um, and so to your question before of like, what are the, some of the things we can design to is like, look out for it, give yourself time, accept when it happens is, and this is a tough one because our work, lives as you mentioned 30 minute meetings or less get in the way but it's in any given day pick which moments you're going to be totally focused on what's happening and not multitask and you have to tell yourself like
0: oh that's a good don't,
1: one and so it, it can't you can't do that for everything because there's just the demands on our lives don't allow right. it. right
0: right right
1: but pick the ones you are going to get into because those are the going to be the most enjoyable
0: I like that. And so like I would look at my calendar for the day and not demand of myself that, hey, every single meeting I got to be in the flow. So I'm processing and I'm connecting dots and I'm doing all the things, all the great things that come when you're in the flow. But I can say these are the two meetings today that I am going to not also be checking what my team is pinging on MS Teams or, you know, like all the right. I I really like that idea. And then again, I, I feel like I'm in charge of it. You know, like I am taking control of when I'm going to be in the flow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I'm and, going to try uh, that
0: this week. And then yeah. I'll report back. I'll report back. I'm totally going to look at my calendar on Monday morning and see where I have pockets of flow that could happen this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love homework, Rod. I really yeah. do. I know that makes me weird. <laughs> but I love good, I love a good homework assignment. I, I do. Know. Because,
1: you know, the the uh, for me, like I... I'm most engaged in what I'm doing if I'm, say, like actively taking notes. If if I'm leading a discussion, then of course there. But if I'm not, but if I'm actively taking notes and playing it back, and and I, there was one part of my career, a number of years ago, where it was kind of like, oh well, your 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 role in this room is not to take notes. Why are you taking notes? And I didn't. I wasn't armed at the time, or it would have been dorky to say it to the person. But I was like. Well, cause this is how I'm engaged in this conversation. Right. Cause if not, right. like my brain goes somewhere else. Like it's hard for me just to sit here super and passively. Yeah. 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 So, um, I realize after a bit, like in those moments, if I really want to be falling and totally into it, I have to be active in some way, uh, with that I'm the conversation.
0: Same. I'm the same. If I'm not taking notes, then my mind is all over the place well so i mean i guess for everybody find what that thing is for you you know so that you can stay in the flow for some you're going to be so good at active listening that you can just sit and listen and absorb and take it all in I am not that good. At it. That is definitely yeah. a skill I'm working on. And therefore, I have to be a little bit more active in uh, in, in how I'm taking it in. Um, yeah. This is, again, in a work context, but even in a personal context, you know, sort of finding those moments where everyone agrees, like phones away, and you just have that connection time with the other person, um, or with your family or whomever, however many people. But you know, Mm -hmm. usually that is a, you're consciously planning how to make that happen, right? Like it's not necessarily Mm going to happen on its own. If it does, hooray, but sometimes you have to be a little bit more planful about it. Mm -hmm. I really do. I turn my phone, all my things off when I have someone over at my house, which of course we can't do anymore. But when I used to have people over at my house, uh, I'm always a a tech-free zone um, when I have folks over because I just think how are you, fo- and I know I'm old school, I know I'm an old lady when I say that, but I can't focus on the person who's in front of me if I'm also distracted by what's happening on my phone, you know, unless there's a big emergency on the cusp of it's happening, so in which case, uh, like that's different, but you know, I would yeah, much rather so be focused on the person in front of me.
1: Yeah, it's so true. So one last big, uh, no, I don't know if it's a big idea, but like one of the ideas that kind of merged as I was um, going through again some of the, McCauley stuff because he it, it was remember 70s 80s a little bit weird in the or different terminology <laughs> but it was very philosophical and he and he talked about happiness as it's like the you know the pursuit of happiness is this thing that it, uh, all humans have and and this is our desire and we think of like what we talk about in the change room in our podcast is i don't know if we've ever said it this way but it's like it's you know it's change that we want to make for ourselves to take us away from something that's not giving us happiness and move us towards something that is. Yeah. And if, uh, there's, we never really say though, there's things that we we might be doing or people might be doing in their lives that do bring themselves happiness. That might be so simple that they, and this is, I'm going to tie this into perfectionism. It might be so basic that they might think, well, this can't be, like, I'm not right. skiing in Colorado. Like, it's not right. like I'm right. not doing this fancy <laughs> trip to wherever. So it doesn't qualify as what's truly bringing me right. happiness. Right. How could this
0: just, possibly give me a sense of flow? It's so small and measly, right? Oh, Is that what you're yeah. getting at? Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I got to, you know, I'm going to take time to for some other bigger goal because this, you know, this, this seems so banal and simple and, like, not sexy and and not this couldn't be what happiness is but the philosophical observation is actually this this explains in many ways the simple things that we're doing at part of our lives that we get satisfaction from is it's okay to keep doing those so it's like it's not talking about change it's like the effort to be able to maintain the parts and be confident and happy with it that that are good for you good for for each of us that we do.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's so true, Rod. And I think that there is, uh, it, it is the small things in our lives that really are going to lead us to the most happiness in the long run. And it's these small changes, right? It's not, nothing that we're talking about, I don't think is is a crazy radical idea, but it is these small little moments and to let yourself experience the happiness, to quieten that inner critic, to not worry about what the Joneses are thinking, to, you know, take your perfectionist and wrestle it to the ground so it's not got power over you. Like, these are the, the things that I think will allow us to experience, sm- I'm just going to say, like, small H happiness moments that mm-hmm. lead to big H happiness lives, you know? Yes. But that, a yep. big H happiness life is just made up of little happiness moments.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That, that this down, was your I concept think. earlier on. Bringing, oh, so,
0: right. bringing yeah, yeah, it together. Yeah. Yeah, Dun, da, you da, da. <laughs> also, I sing every now and again for our newcomers. Welcome again. But every now and again, I do sing. That can happen. It just happens. I'm in the flow and I sing. I can't help it.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Well, okay. So I loved this topic this week, Rod. Thank you. This is a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, too.
0: And I'm going to track my moments of flow this week and just sort of see how if I can orchestrate my mind around moments of flow in my my calendar. I'm kind of excited. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm going to do the same.
0: Good topic. Thank you. Good to talk with you as always.
1: All right. Well, have a great week. Until next time.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.